When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. I've got an email from Paul. Um, and he has many, many theories about many, many things. I'm not going to get through all of them because if I did, it would take up like an entire month's worth of episodes. But I, I will summarize. But they're fascinating emails. I wish you could read them. Um, so he says about Neil Patrick Harris's identity uh, that the British Film Institute recently showed the Time Meddler, um, obviously for this box set, because uh, it's one of the stories on there, um, the Series 2 box set. Uh, on Blu-ray, um, and he's just talking about how uh, he was just trying to alter the course of history before the Doctor stopped him, and then with the Dalek master plan, he uh, also didn't manage to get anything done that he was trying to get done. Uh, and then he said, the odd image of Neil Patrick Harris has an environment that looks in disarray. Could the return of the Tenth Doctor be due to the monk altering some part of history during his run, especially the time with Donna and Wilf. Ooh, that's interesting. Donna seems to have a protection on her doctor memories, which we saw dissolve in the end of time part two. And then he said, regarding my theory about the master and Rasputin possibly being the meddling monk, he says his only query on this would be the monk's quite comical in the time meddler. He comes across more like a Scooby-Doo villain than the kill first, ask questions later master. Um... Sims, Gomez and Dewan all have different levels of instability, though their thirst for death is consistent. Yeah, I kind of, I was just like, for me, it was more like a line drawn from the meddling monk through Roger Delgado's master, who was kind of like plotting and, you know, scheming um, and technically uh, trying to change history, but just in what was the present. <laughs> Um, instead of being in the past and trying to change, you know, the battle of, what was it? It was 1066. It was the, um, 
the the Norman invasion. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's it's a very long bow that I'm drawing, uh, <laughs> but I tried to draw it anyway. But yeah, I think the the master is far more psychotic than the meddling monk. Um, it would be good to see the monk back. The audio adventures of the meddling monk are great fun. Um, He's played for a while by Graham Garden uh, in some of the uh, Eighth uh, Doctor episodes with uh, Sheridan Smith as Lucy Miller um, and also turns up, I think, in a Fifth Doctor one, maybe a couple of others. Like, But, yeah, Graham Garden from The Goodies playing the meddling monk is wonderful. And also Rufus Hound, who was in... Oh, he's in one of the Peter Capaldi ones. I'm really not familiar. I need to go back and watch more of the Peter Capaldi ones because I I was, you know, in a bad place and not enjoying Doctor Who back then uh, before I was forced to watch it in Series 10 <laughs> for work. Um, and Flight Through Entirety uh, have asked me if I would come and do because they're moving on to Peter Capaldi soon. So I'm going to be watching more of his soon. So that's going to be fun. Um but, yeah, I, I really do need to go back because, yeah, Paul, who sent this email, sent me some great stuff about the Capaldi era, which uh, I need to go back and watch some more of. Um, he has uh, another theory here about uh, the return of the 10th Doctor um, and points out how often the Doctor's parting words seem to be like an acknowledgement of what is happening, but also an acceptance of it. Like, you know, whoever I am next, tag, you're it, like is the most recent one. Um, but yeah, they all seem to be quite accepting. And it's like, um, you know, like Peter Capaldi's doctor saying, doctor, I let you go. Like, it's really, it's really beautiful kind of like transition. But the 10th doctor was really resistant, even though he was acknowledging that it was happening. He wasn't accepting it. He was resistant to it. Like, you know, saying, I don't want to go. Um, so it's interesting that he is back. Uh, that, you know, the persona is so strong and and obviously thought so much that he was not finished with being the Doctor that he's kind of, it's almost like he's reasserted himself. And maybe this is kind of the, you know, we, we know what Russell T. Davis is like as a writer. Like, he is probably going to give us some really heartbreaking and devastating moments of David Tennant's Doctor kind of accepting. Maybe he'll finally get to accept his his death. Like, because he's only doing three specials and he's going to regenerate into Shudigawa. So, yeah, I'm kind of interested to see that kind of, uh, that play out. The Doctor kind of being this this character that is like, oh, yeah, no, I didn't um, want to go and uh, I haven't gone, but now I'm actually going to have to go. And, you know, I'd like him to finally accept it because I fe that felt awful when it happened. Like when he said, I don't want to go, I was like, no, the doctor, the doctor just accepts it. Like, you know, the doctor accepts their fate and is, you know, I have to become another doctor. But like that was really... Oh, that was a kind of a gut punch, that episode. I remember feeling quite like, oh, no, this is terrible. Um, and, you know, because you don't know what's coming next. I didn't know that I was going to get Matt Smith, who is wonderful. Uh, just a, a really inventive take on the character. Um, so, yeah. Oh, 
just I'm still feeling it now. Oh, I don't want to go. Oh. Um, uh, but Paul says Donna is still a bit of a mystery. We know she initially came to be on the TARDIS due to Huon energy. Oh, that's right. She- she got sucked into the TARDIS on her wedding day. Um, it's fair to say she has a similar path to River Song. The Ood knew of Dr. Donna, a shadow proclamation individual, insinuated there was something sad on her horizon. Both River and Rose had inklings of her. The Time Lord essence of Donna may actually be the timeless child. And, oh, that the Tenth Doctor inadvertently absorbed this from her in Journey's End. <gasps> With the hand business. Mm. Uh, in turn left, Rose said that, Donna, you're the most important woman in all of creation. Uh, now, this is my favourite bit of uh, Paul's theory. He says, Donna is Wolf's granddaughter. So, could we see the 14th Doctor reuniting with his granddaughter, Susan? <gasps> Susan comes up every year. <laughs> I remember, like, it must have been the first episode of season 10, the pilot, where the doctor just got a photo of Susan on his desk at the university and you're like, oh, my God, (laughs) Susan's coming back. And it's like, no, it's the doctor. He's got a photo of his family on the desk. Like, that's... (laughs) That's what people do when they've got a job. They have a photo of their family on the desk. And that was all it was. But everyone was like, is it like, seriously, every season someone's like, is it Susan? (laughs) Like, does Susan regenerate? Like, I have a theory that maybe Susan's not a full time lord and can't do the whole thing. Like, maybe Susan's just going to live out a, a normal span of life. And maybe Susan's, you know, like kind of just you know how like the time lords like the master refused to regenerate maybe susan can just go yeah no i'm not gonna do it because you know i've lived my human life and i don't you know i don't have the wanderlust of my grandfather and i'm not a psychopath bent on <laughs> human conquest like the master and i'm not like a fusty old administrator on gallifrey who needs you know another 12 years because i've got so much paperwork to do <laughs> I'm going to go through 12 regenerations just to do all this admin. <laughs> I just keep thinking of Gallifrey's like Canberra. <laughs> like the big bubble. It's like it's like really metaphorical roundabout. Like, like anyone that does and not Australian, um, our capital city, uh, Canberra, is in the middle of nowhere. Because um, there was a like the capital city when, you know, after Federation, when all of our disparate uh, colonies uh, became one big uh, colony, I guess, or a nation, supposedly, um, and decided that, you know, we could be like a, it was and by it was an act of parliament by of british parliament signed by queen victoria so you know and there were already people living here who don't really accept that that was a, a valid document so anyway that's a whole other story uh but yeah the so melbourne was the capital for a while uh and then sydney was going to be the capital and then they were having a fight. So they decided on Canberra, which is like not quite halfway between. Um, and it's like it's inland, very far inland. And the head of the Navy is there. <laughs> it's no sea. <laughs> Nowhere near the ocean, but that's where the head of the Navy is. Uh, admin. And it's just administrative. Like everyone who lives there either works for the public service or is, you know, does some sort of service or job that is dependent on the public service. Like, it is just one giant administrative centre and it's full of roundabouts. Um, 
It's, yeah. <laughs> it's hectic. Uh, anyway, that's Canberra. Fun times. That's Canberra chat. Uh- <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.